Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, Christine Baranski is our happy hour gal pal. Meryl Streep never dies. And it takes three men to replace one woman. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. Talk. Good morning, Diana. I feel like we've just allowed cynicism to exit the studio, and we're now going to embrace our joy for the next half an hour. Drop into the world of Mamma Mia. Of Calicari. I would say, if you have not seen this movie, and we never really do this because we don't really care if you've seen the movie or not, you need to pause, and you need to run to the theater. Yeah. Because... You should experience the joy and the insanity and the color and the summer of this and the song of this spectacular film. And you owe it to yourself in Trump's America to have two hours where you are just, where were we? Where did we go? I feel like I went to a completely alternate universe. Yeah, you texted me and you said, I feel like I've just left another planet. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I didn't, you know, I didn't really know fully what it meant either. But I don't think I could have understood until I then saw the movie and then texted you and was like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And then a bunch of dead skull emojis. (laughs) Yeah, I really, I really loved this one. Didn't hit the love level of the first one for me. Hmm. I don't even remember the first one. Although I know I saw it. Oh, my God. I love the first movie. I I feel like I don't even know where to begin. This, it was like everything. What was, okay, let's just dive into this. So Mamma Mia 2, um, it's not giving anything away. This is in the trailer. Meryl Streep is dead. (laughs) Donna's dead. (laughs) And Amanda Seyfried, who plays her daughter, um, is putting together a grand reopening of her hotel on the Greek island. Yeah. And the whole movie follows the story of Donna as a young woman meeting the three suitors who are supposedly all in the running to be Amanda Seyfried's father. Yes. So we meet Sam, Harry, and Bill. And... It's super campy. It's super fun. It's kind of insane at sometimes, some parts. Um, but yeah, the whole movie is centered around telling Donna's backstory and how it relates to what Amanda Seyfried is going through mm-hmm. as she puts together this big grand reopening on the anniversary of her mother's death, which is so heavy. It is so heavy that they made Donna dead. Well, something that I really loved about this film was that they leaned in emotionally with like all fours. I feel like they really, not in a way that was like, you know, deal. I don't know. I think there was something really intense about dealing with her mother's death. You know, again, guys, if you haven't seen this, you need to pause because now we're diving into spoilers. Her being pregnant, uh-huh. like the whole emotion around like her raising her, you know, child without her mother there. I mean, I was dry heaving like, through like the whole end of this movie. Yeah. And they really were like, we're not going to shy away from like how 
it's intense is the wrong word, but emotional maybe or Very sentimental mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in such a beautiful way, though, in a way that honored in a way that was joyful in a way that didn't feel like you were being, you know, tricked or bamboozled as an audience member. It was like. It was just purely, I don't know, it was like a Hallmark movie on steroids with like sequins and share and. And with a lot of talent. I think that's what carries these movies for me. The first one absolutely carried it is how talented everybody truly is. Like say what you will about like how campy it is, how like insane it is. how their voices are. Like to hear Amanda like Seyfried like start the film acapella. I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous. And you're looking at the you know, the scenery and it's gorgeous. I mean, everything was so beautiful. It's about sensory this film. overload. Yes. This movie is just, I think the reason why I felt like I went to an alternate universe is because it was just all of the beauty, all of the fun songs, all of like the everything happening on screen. Yeah. In a way that was total escapism that like well, is minute, what movies are about. The minute that they did the graduation and she does that commencement speech, like very Elle Woods, mm-hmm. and then is like, now we're going to do like this whole rock song with the girls and the backup dancers. I was like, okay, here we go. But then when the teacher, like the professor started singing, I was like, oh shit, this is on another level. Like they're going to take it there and then like drop us into the ocean. Yeah. On like an extreme Which is how the first one starts, which is what I really like is it starts the, it follows the exact same jukebox musical format as the first one. Where it's like there really isn't a context for any of these songs. They're really you have to really like well, I square think peg round hole. End, it. I think towards once we get into the actual plot, yeah, per se, I'll use the word plot loosely. Yeah. But I think then it fits a little bit more with like you know her and her, uh, Sky's love story a bit. Oh, or, Sky! Wow, wow, wow! Oh my God! Can we like write them out of Mamma Mia three? <sighs> you know, I. Does anyone like him with love? I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, to me, I enjoyed that he came back, obviously. So the plot line with him is that, like, he's in New York and he's learning hotels and he wants to stay and she's kind of, uh, you know, doing this grand reopening by herself. He's not going to be there. Then obviously he comes at the end anyway and he decides to leave his job in New York and not return. And that seemed like a real... It seemed like a, a real adult conversation needed to be had about their future that never happened. Oh, my God. Which I felt like was, eh, well, here we are. And well, I think it just, here we go you, again. What can you do, really? <laughs> I think this I didn't was like, really care about those two. Right. But what I love about this and what's smart about Mamma Mia, if I may, is that they're not the payoff. When they get reunited in Greece, that's not the payoff. The payoff is Amanda Seyfried and Meryl Streep. Wow, wow, wow. And the connection between the women. Wow, wow, wow. And can we just say, Meryl is in this movie. (gasps) Her reveal is so beautiful. For three minutes. And she deserves a goddamn Oscar. Okay. I don't know if that's like, really? Diana. (laughs) When she she commits to this scene, and if you were not dry heaving. She would commit to a pizza commercial. If you were not dry heaving during this song, you are dead inside. Are you talking about the one where they're baptizing the little lady? Correct. The only scene that Meryl is in, yes. Well, she's in the last final dance sequence. <sighs> I'm not talking about that. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a lot. Wow. I love when they walk up the hill and Amanda Seyfried's holding the baby. And then she says to share. She says to share. She says to share because share is in this movie. Um, 
she's like, I wish I miss her. I wish she was here. And Cher is like, she is. Cher is. That's musical. Cher also needs to be in every movie I ever see going forward. Obviously. She's so amazing. Obviously. When Amanda says to her, like, Grandma, you're not invited, and she goes, those are the best kind of parties, little girl. I was, like, done on my gravestone. Yeah. Yeah. Do we wish that she was Meryl's sister instead of her mother? No, I love it. That made no sense because in the first movie, her mom is dead. I don't care. That bothered me. She looked so good in her white pants. Yes, she looked great. She's Cher. And then when she sings Fernando, I was like, ugh. I'm sorry, when she sings Fernando to Andy Garcia. Uh, who is one snack in this ma- in this movie. Talk about beefcake. Oh, we've yeah. got a we've got a whole array of charm and and glamour and Andy the men Garcia. brought it in this film. Andy Garcia is becoming like the unsung hero of Beaver Talk. Yeah, apparently. we loved him in book club. Yes, we did. We loved him. He, I think he even gave, gave him a shout out in the Ocean's Eight episode. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. we really do love this man. <laughs> yeah, and he was great. And he plays in this movie, he plays the hotel manager who's helping her get the party together. The only thing I was confused about him is he seems to show up for her more than her three dads put together. And I was confused by that. And I was like, is he secretly her dad? Like, is there going to be a plot twist? Because why was he like the most grounded, responsible and dependable person in this movie? Because we needed somebody to be grounded in this movie. It's they're all (laughs) flying high in this movie. Yeah. Well, her two dads, Bill and Harry, can't be there. Sam is there. Pierce Brosnan's holding it down. Yeah. But he's grieving. Pierce Brosnan was kind of... I felt like he's like, I'm Pierce Brosnan, and I don't need to like put forth any, you know, energy. I felt no. like he was like a little bit flat for me. I didn't love it. Oh, I love it. I didn't Pierce believe Brosnan it. In this movie. I thought he was loved good. It. I mean, I loved everyone, but I felt like he was could have amped it up for us a little bit. Like, here we are in this world. I think he was sailing by on the fact that he's Pierce Brosnan. I disagree. I think that he's like, he is so joyful about these movies, like the way that he's promoting it, the way that it's like he would just there totally was understands to Sam. Yeah. He understands the lane that Sam is in mm-hmm. and he stays in it. Well, he's just kind of the pretty boy. Sam's character is kind yeah. of like... He's your guy. He's like yeah. a guy. He's just a true. dude. There's nothing like exceptional about Sam. Can we talk about Colin Firth's body yaddy yaddy in this movie? Okay. <laughs> yes, we can. I just thought he was keeping it tight. I think that that article that you sent me, oh the God. glamour Cosmo about it, the glam up is real. He looked great. Yeah, Betty's. if you want like a really fun treat after this film, Go read. Marie Claire did a list of all the... It's like the definitive ranking of every man of Mamma Mia. Yeah. And it is the most hilarious thing you'll ever come across. It truly is. Um, yeah, so but they But where have, the other guys like had serious dad bod, you know, older... Yes. Colin Firth was looking great. Yeah, I wonder if he did that for a movie. He can't have just done that for Mamma Mia. He can't I, just look like that I in everyday know. life. Even in the jumpsuit, I was like, get it, Colin Firth. Look great. I love that. He looked great. He's so sweet. I also kind of wish they played off of him being gay a little bit more. Mm, yeah, they kind of abandoned that theme. Because that's like a big reveal at the end of the first one. And it's like so fun. And then they just kind of dropped it. And I was Would like, have been great to see him get a little. Everyone was like just falling into lo- into getting married apparently like overnight. They should yeah. have given him a little love interest. Yeah. Would have been great. Yeah. 
One of the things that did not work for me in this movie is the music. Because the first movie is Abba Gold. Mm-hmm. It's like all the big hits, obviously. Yeah. This movie plays more on like the B-sides, the like lesser known things. And it is way too many ballads. We got a lot of ballads. Oh my God. A lot of ballads. I was so done with the ballad. By the yeah. time that we're in Merrill territory and we need to be back on board with the ballads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was balladed out. Right. It was too much. I don't blame you. Yeah. There and, were a lot of ballads. And they had four songs from the first movie. Dancing Queen was exceptional. Mm-hmm. Dancing Queen was so good. That scene where they're all on the boat. Ugh. What reminded me of the, stay with me here, of Mad Max, you know, when they're all, <laughs> when they're all on the trucks yep. and they're like swinging from the vines and they did it in CGI and they go, and the director's like, no, we got to like really get this yeah. acrobatics happening. I yeah. was like, the scene is so phenomenal, yeah. so big, so crazy. Yeah. I was just like, I'm so, I filled with so much joy right now just from this visual it was amazing and how they all joke like the line about her being only 17 and all the actors like christine baranski and pierce brosnan like kind of give like a look because they're like we are way past 17 years old kids yeah i loved it it was so like self-aware it was so like her two friends i love christine baranski can we just give the biggest shout out to julie walters and christine baranski so great oh i love those two women i would do i would do anything for those two they were the best. Yeah, they really were. Um, Even the younger versions of them were just such a delight, were so well cast. Here's the other thing I thought was kind of weird in this movie, in a very weird movie. <laughs> I needed way more Sharon Merrill. I needed way more Cheryl. Well, I have heard through the grapevine that Merrill was like, I'm not doing another one. Yeah. You can have one song. Yeah. And so this is what we got. But like there wasn't even in the end when they all performed Super Troopers together, which was like the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Correct. Um, there wasn't even like a gratuitous shot of them performing together. Like I felt like they didn't even do it in the same room. I will also say so now annoying. when I saw this movie mm-hmm. at four in the afternoon on like a Tuesday, I <laughs> the only time to see Mamma Mia. I sat in the wrong area Ooh. of the theater. Now, there was a gaggle of gay men, and oh. when Cher's name came on screen, they were on the opposite side of the theater, and they all screamed, and I was like, oh, those are my people, and I should have moved. Yeah. Because I was in, like, this dead zone, so when she finally did come on screen, I felt like it was, there wasn't enough energy behind it. Like, it's motherfucking Cher yeah. getting out of a helicopter right. in a white suit. Totally. It should, I feel like they're, they kind of downplayed on screen her entrance. Well, here's what happened. They messed it up by putting it in the trailer. They should not have put her entrance in the trailer mm. because you knew it was coming. I see. The entire second half of the film, You're I was just, just waiting, waiting for, for the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. when they're like, when her and Sky are having that moment on the balcony and you hear the like, like the helicopter coming up. Yeah, I think you're right. I was waiting for her the whole time. The whole time because... Lily James is phenomenal in this movie, mm-hmm. but it is a slow build, in yeah. my opinion. To be fair, I was very invested in Amanda Siegfried's grand opening, and I, I kind of felt like it's hard when they do like a past, present, yeah. you know, montage of a, a conglomerate because I was kind of like, okay, I'm done with Lily's story. I want to go back and see where we're at right now. Yeah. And it felt like the now was more, not filler, but... 
it wasn't the main story. It was all about Lily. I completely and agree. And I feel like I'm, I want it to be a little bit more balanced. It was um, a lot of flashback and it kind of didn't ground itself in like what's actually, because the thing about this movie, if you really like boil it down, it's Amanda Seyfried holding a big party for her mom. Mm-hmm. That's the payoff. Sure. So like, which is fine. Like, I don't care about that. The first one, the payoff is the wedding. I don't care. Yeah. But I think that I agree. It kind of all the flashbacks and all of the like, it's almost like they had one foot in wanting it to be the story of Donna and one foot in wanting it to be the story of Amanda Seyfried. And they kind of struggled to find that balance. Yeah, for sure. Having I'm just reflecting. To- I know. Well, it's emotional for all of us. I will say it's the same director as the best Marigold Hotel, the writer, Ole Parker. Bravo to you. This another is your guy. great another great flick. You need to watch everything this man another has done. Another great, easy breezy, beautiful. I mean, and about a hotel. Gorgeous oh my God. setting. He understands yeah. the hotel narrative. I that one's in India, is that correct? Yes. Stunning, yeah. beautiful visuals, and then all these old people like falling. It's like the same movie. This movie has come up so much in our relationship that I almost feel like I need to just watch it to be friends with you. The Marigold Hotel? Yes. Why? This comes up so much. I've only seen it once. I know, but it's like the gift that keeps on giving for you. I mean, I don't know why you keep bringing it out of me. It's not like I, I would mean, go out of my way to talk up. about it. Because it keeps coming up in our lives. Well, maybe we're destined to work with him or something. I love it. Um, I also will say Tom Hanks was an executive producer, so big thank you to Tom Hanks. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, Tom Hanks was a producer on this. Why? So was his wife, Rita Wilson. Tell um, me Because he about understands this. the joy of filmmaking and wants to just bring all of the fun to all of the world. It's so great. What? Like Hollywood gold made this movie happen. What do you know about Tom Hanks? How do you feel about him? You can't not like Tom Hanks. Really? <laughs> I Here's the thing. I don't like Tom Hanks as an actor, unpopular opinion. Okay. I really like Tom Hanks as a public persona. Okay, tell me more. What? Where do I dive that? Well, what about his public persona do you think is interesting? Because he's also, so where do you ever nice. You see, he's everywhere all the time. He really? is literally everywhere all the time. Kent is not. He'll show up at like somebody's wedding. He'll show up at some Comic-Con. He'll show up. In a Mamma Mia movie. He's not in the movie, which I think was a big mistake. But No, we, no, no. He did not need oh to be God. in this. <gasps> if he showed up during Dancing no, no, Queen, no, no, no. I would have died. Just in the background? Yes. I could have gone for a Tom Hanks cameo in this, which is something I never thought I'd say. Um, no, I think that he's, he's, he's so nice. You know what I think it is? <laughs> I think it's generational. I feel like I missed Tom Hanks. I'm younger than you. <laughs> I feel like I missed his prime of like Big and the Mermaid, like all those movies. So those iconic 80s movies, I never watched any of them. I've never seen a single one. You know how I feel about She's Got Mail or whatever that movie is. You've Got Mail? Yeah. She's Got Mail. She's Gotta Have It. Is he in that one too? <laughs> I just feel like I kind of missed the boat on him. But I do like him as He continues a- to make films to this day. <laughs> The man has a 30-year career. But what I'm saying to you is I feel like when you see someone kind of in their youth and their charm and you get locked into their career and you're like, yes, I'm going to follow them. Okay. And I feel like I've missed the boat on that. And so when I see him now, I just feel like he's... You have no context. Correct. Got it. And I don't dislike or I just feel like I don't know. I I think the first movie I saw of his was like Cast Away. Yeah. Which was, that's a hard movie to really love. And I I was was like, like, I don't know how I feel about this. I was like, who is this guy? He's not going to be anything in this industry. What do I care about a volleyball? 
It just wasn't for me, that movie. I don't think he's going to do anything. I don't see this guy going anywhere. No, I think I totally agree. There are actors like that for me, too, where there's just no context for me because I haven't seen any of what made them famous. Yeah. I'd love to go back. Everybody likes them. Yeah. I feel like I'm really missing out. If he's an asshole, I think it would have come out by now because he's I've literally I've heard that been, everyone does like him. Yeah, he's literally been in the public space. And I, there's something, life. he said something really gorgeous, you know, they're talking about men and feminism and Love everyone's like, oh, I've got a daughter. And he's like, are we really going to keep saying this? Like, get it together, people. Yeah. And I was like, I like you, Tom Hanks. There we go. In five <laughs> minutes, I turned you around. Well, again, I'm on board with you on the public persona. I don't know his work in that way. But he's, maybe you should... Instagram DM us, tell us what we should watch. He has a toe in all of the pools. Like he is doing the most. Really? And he is one of his money is one of the reasons we got those gorgeous scenes of the people dancing during Mamma Mia. Bravo, Tom Hanks. Thank you, Tom Hanks. I'll take you to lunch. And his wife, obviously, I'm sure. She is everything. She yeah. played Marnie's mom and girls. Excuse me? That's his wife. What? <sighs> Come what on, girl. What the hell am I doing with <laughs> Really? I had no idea. Rita Wilson the, and Tom Hanks the girl are that in is, everything The girl Hollywood. that plays the guitar, right? Her mom yeah. is like the singer-songwriter. Allison Williams, her mom. Wow. That's not her mom in real life, right. but that is her mom in girls. Interesting. Yeah. Guys, things we learn. And Rita Wilson's like a Dam. big producer. She like She's as big as her husband, just nobody knows her name. I love it. I don't love that, but I love that. I love that she's doing the work. That's yes, what I'm saying. I Sneaking under the radar. Like you don't really make a movie in Hollywood without those two signing off on it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess we've got to get their number. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Wow. wow. I'm gonna take them for Greek food and ask them to be in a movie. How does that sound? A little bit of courting. Anyways, I needed way more Cheryl in this film. Yeah. I hear you. Stepping back. I think you're right, though, about them revealing the helicopter scene. I think that was a big... Brutal. Yeah, because we were waiting for that helicopter the whole time. Because I did like that they didn't tell you how Meryl gets back into this movie. Yeah. That was smart. I wasn't even sure she was going to make it in. I mean, well, obviously, she was on, she's the, poster, on the poster, so I'm like, she's going to be somewhere. But I was like, is she going to come back? How are they going to do it? I, I truly enjoyed her big reveal at the end and their duet, which yeah. just brought me again to my knees in the theater of... Slipping through my fingers in the first movie is where I like really choke up when she's getting her ready for her wedding day. Oy, oy, oy. Oh, man. Oy, oy, oy. I also feel like there was such a profound joy of like mother-daughter love in this film yeah. that I feel like I haven't really tapped into in other media mm. in the same way. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. there it was it was almost like even when we get to see Lily like on the balcony, you know, touching her stomach, like it's you and me now. Like there was such a gorgeous, um, yeah, just depiction and story of, you know, them, you know, back in time and what her mother went through. And even the, the birthing scene was so beautiful. And then, you know, to have them sing this ghost duet during the christening was, I mean, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could not be moved by it. As I know. I've said. The, la- the third act of this movie is really emotional. Yeah. Second act really struggles. <laughs> it really drags when she's like trying to manage all of these three men. Did we like any of the three men? That's a great question. Like the young ones, I mean. Not obviously not the guys. Who was the virgin? Harry. I really liked Harry's character. 
I thought, what a joyful um, entrance. He was so charming. Great entrance. That man is a superstar he with that entrance. He was such a doll. When he's like fumbling and trying to speak French to her and like he thinks that she like runs this French like villa. He was an absolute delight. So good. And even when he kind of goes after her and then yeah. changes his mind. Oh. I, lo- I thought his character was perfection. Yeah. Um, was everything we needed it to be. It was totally. a, It was a whirlwind romance of 24 hours in his lane yep. was great yep i thought the is sam the pierce brosnan character correct i i didn't really i thought that sam was kind of a pretty boy and that their whole relationship was kind of based on the fact that he was cute and he had a bungalow which is the base of most relationships if we're going to be honest and i just didn't feel that invested like in their breakup or their I didn't really believe they were really in love. And I thought of all the young men, his was the least. He gave us the least, charming-wise. I don't think he I don't was feel good, like enough, he swept good looking her enough. off her feet. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he was good-looking enough to grow up to be Pierce Brosnan. I think I he was he a total was, miscast. I thought he was very sweet. I don't know. Either, we're missing that charm and energy that like say Bill's character brought that was like oh my god oh boy young Bill oh man yeah you knew like fire alarms were going off on that boat Marie Claire named him a total fuck boy and I was like <laughs> yeah that is completely what that was about yeah he has his own boat he doesn't oh, really man. care about anything he's wearing that dangly earring good god that he could somehow pull off I know I was like what are we doing here and then I was like oh no I am here for it I was really on board with Bill. Yeah, he was it's, he was great. And then he shows up during Mamma Mia and she like falls into his arms. Like teenage me would not have been able to handle young Bill. No, no, no. He really would have broken my heart into a million pieces. Well, it was interesting because she wasn't really I also feel like her character is a bit of a fuckboy because Donna's Completely. character because she's not really emotionally invested in any of them. No. You no. know, even when she pretends to be upset about Sam, does she really care? She's but she was with Bill the next day. She yeah. doesn't care. She's on stage. She's a star. She's you know twenty something. She doesn't care. I also feel yeah, which just, was fine. You know, we don't have to be head over heels and like you're young. You should have your romances in the summer. But I think that yes, true. And you don't want to like get too deep on this film because like that's just not what it's about. No, I called you and I was like, when she gets on that boat with the stranger. <laughs> And does like an and overnight trip. he immediately trip. tries to get her into bed. I was like, this is very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and he's like telling and her And I am very her. scared right now. Yeah. And I was like, I need to shove this in the back of my brain. Suspend reality. We are, we're going to pretend this is a normal situation. Right. Um, She's like completely, in this first movie, she's very like gutted about Sam. Like she's very gutted about Pierce Brosnan. He's the obvious father to me that it's his baby. But they have really? a song called The Winner I'm still holding out for Fernando. You think, wait, you think Andy Garcia is the father? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. He abandoned Cher in South America yeah, way before she matter. was born. It's all connected. <laughs> I can't with you and this right now. Um, yeah, I don't feel like they did the emotional heavy lift enough for us with the three young men for us to really care. Which is maybe the point, and like well, we shouldn't. It's, care. For me, it was like this is movies about summer love. You yeah. love it, you leave it. You see somebody the next day, like when you're young and everyone looks beautiful. You're and traveling you're just, the world by yeah, yourself. You, what do you care? I don't think I don't think we needed to go that deep. I did think they tried to make Sam's character into something that we cared about because he had the fiance, and there was a dramatic breakup scene. 
But at the end of the day, I don't know if she really liked him that much. No, and the ballad was also not great at that moment. Knowing me, knowing you is like such a drag. Also, can I ask kind of a side question? Yeah. What was with the horse scene? Oh, my God. So she's in this farmhouse. It's a Mm -hmm. rainstorm. The horse, you know, gets barricaded into this, I don't know, corral. And for some reason, she feels the need to get the horse out of the crowd. Where's she gonna? What's she gonna do with this horse? Yeah, what was that very about? Confusing. You know, that's why a great wouldn't point. she just leave the horse in the corral? It seemed perfectly safe. Yeah, because it kind of seems wasn't like doing Sam anything. Didn't really help her with it, anyways. Where, well, where were they gonna put it? They have another she- corral. <laughs> I can't answer you these questions. I don't know. What the I horse just was like, was. It, I could. I know that they were trying to make it like a romantic. Rain, but then they dropped wild stallion. But I was like, "What are they gonna do with the horse?" And in my opinion, and I am not a veterinarian, but like, if you see a bucking stallion, you should not approach it. It's not gonna like be calm to you because you're singing to it. She's very no. Donna, maybe that's another one we need to shove it in the back of our brains of like we're just moving through this. Also, the timeline on like when she sleeps with all of the men is as such that she would totally know who the father was. Well, that was the other thing is like, we're supposed to believe that she's this invested in Sam for a week because she technically had sex with all three of them. I, in my brain, I was like, oh, we're working on like a seven day schedule here. No, it happens over a couple months. No. Yes. No, that, disagree. They say, they have a line where she says three weeks ago, I met so-and-so. <laughs> Literally, it's like, you would know when your period was. So that would not be a thing. We'll just blip over it. Three weeks ago, she met someone. Yeah, this ha- doesn't happen in a week. This happens like. Oh, interesting. Because I was thinking she was going, that we were talking about like a, she did the France thing. She fell in love with Sam for a week and then Bill was back the next. I thought it was, we were in a very condensed time period, which is why I also was like not that interested in their relationship. No. Interesting. Yeah, you'd absolutely know who the father was. For sure. I guess maybe if her and it, you could tail end it like maybe she wouldn't know how <laughs> the first ones were. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or the last ones. Th- those might have overlapped. For sure the father is not Bill. I think I'm just going to name that. We can name that confidently. Uh, we don't know. Well, I need to look at the numbers. I feel like Bill's in the picture because Bill was like a hot little piece back in the day. But if it had been three weeks, you're right. She would have gotten her period. So for sure it wasn't Bill. Yeah. It was Sam. No, it was either Sam. Or Harry. Or Bill. No, no, no. It was because if she had sex with Harry and then got her period. Yeah. Because it's been three weeks. Right. It would be one of the later guys. Oh, my God. The Mamma Mia mystery. Somebody knows the answer. It's probably Bill. <laughs> It's pro- at the end of the day, it's probably Bill. Yeah. Um, any other notes? What'd you think about him getting back together with the friend? And what was that? I feel like we really must have missed a, a flashback scene of them having a relationship. Oh, my God. Or did they establish that in the first one? No. I was confused about that. Oh, this. they did. Yeah, they did. They, they established have to take a Bill and mm-hmm. Julie together yeah. at some point. I'm the first in line. That song. Okay, at yeah. the wedding. Yeah, I really was not here for that. <laughs> I really did not feel like I had enough information on that. Yeah. Um, because in flashback, her character is like obsessed with him, but he's enamored with Donna. Mm-hmm. And so then she sleeps with Donna, but we don't get that other piece of her seeing him on the river, which is what Angel Eyes is about. Right, because he cheats on her. Correct. 
So yeah. I did feel like we were missing a flashback. I felt like we were missing a flashback of them, of them, the cheating scene, which I cared a little bit less about, but also like them just being together at all and being yeah. in love. Because I think when we established young Bill with Donna, it was like, I felt like she was seen a second. Yeah. And that made me sad. Totally. And I didn't really love their reunion. Nope. Um, and there was obviously so much pain there for her character. So like, bring us with you. Like, let me see where that initial injury occurred. And like, let it, let it heal in a way that's like deserving of her, of her pain. Right. Like him just being like, oh, Don is dead. Oh my God. And then for God. her to be like emotionally invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I was not, they didn't do enough groundwork to make that reunion pay off. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion. I also didn't like that Christine Brinkley at the end was like, oh, are you single? Christine Great. Brinkley is not in this film. Christine Baranski? Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry. I also loved that, or didn't like at the end when she was like, oh, I'm single. And then, you know, Fernando's brother like pops into the picture. The and she's like, Pavo, the tequila guy? Yeah. And oh it was like, God. oh, great. We're Dos just going to pair everybody up like animals two by two. Not tequila. He's the Dosakis Dos guy. guy. Yeah. Um, I like it. That's how they ended the first one. And I was all about it. Well, then give Colin first a boyfriend. Yeah, that was a major oversight. And I do feel like they must have done that somewhere and cut it out. Also, I kind of feel like her character was such a badass that she doesn't this neediness that like Julie's character had of like needing to heal from Bill. Mm. I feel like she didn't need that. Yeah. When she says, be still my vagina. I like oh I like burst out laughing in the theater by myself. Yeah, when she first meets Mr. Sinfuegos, aka Andy Garcia. What a line they gave him. God. When he holds their hand and is like, Woo! you have like the ferocity of a panther, and I'm just like, holy shit, Andy Garcia. Yeah. We it's really amazing. He's I really mean, come into a renaissance. I know. We're here for it. Yeah. Apparently we're big fans. Yeah. Yep. I loved it. Yeah, and didn't you say that Cher picked him out to be in the Yeah, film? so she agreed to be in the movie, and I guess she, because she's Cher, well, she gets to kind of call the shots a little bit here. Here is a, something I learned. I like how you just asked me a question, and then just like, well, here's we my have to, Well, no, we have to back up, because her. Yeah. I know why she's in the movie, and then you can tell us why Andy Garcia is in the movie, but um, her agent is now the head of Universal Studios. And basically called her and was like, Cher, you're going to be in Mamma Mia too." And then hung up the phone. And she's like, well, I guess I'm going to be in this movie. What else is she doing? I love it. I think so that's that was so my, cool. That was my little anecdote. But continue. I mean, yeah, she just handpicked. They sent her like a list of all the men. I would love to see who was on that list. But mm, um, they yeah. sent her a list of people who were going to play this guy. And she picked Andy Garcia. Why not? I love that. Why I wonder not? what she saw in him because he's truly a superstar. I mean, what we're She's all seeing just like right now. Candy. For sure. It was cute too. I watched an interview with them together and he was talking about like learning the song to try to compliment Cher. And I was like, where in your actor's brain do you, are you like, how do I make Cher sound good? How like, do I what make it, this a duet? <laughs> yeah, like maybe just be as quiet as possible. Her singing know. Fernando is truly the moment of 2018. I closed my eyes. You did? I was like, just I just want to hear it. I love her voice. Aww. It's so cathartic for me. I was like, here, I was like, yes, Super give it all to me. For me. I, I love Cher so much and I love the timbre of her voice. Aww. Ah, yeah. Amazing. It was great. And I was nervous too because I was like, 
I mean, obvi- and obviously she's going to sing. I was nervous they weren't going to give her a song or yeah. they were going to shove her in like a Super Troopers where it was a big thing. Yeah. And I was like, th- we need a whole standalone. So when she got Fernando, yeah. I, it was such a relief for yeah. me. I yeah. was very nervous. I know. I was just waiting for her to sing the entire time. I was like, please just let's give this woman a song. Um, I will say to Hollywood, I really need more movies like this yes. and I really need more joy in my life. Yes. And I think that the escapism that they always go to, you know, the summer blockbuster is always an action movie. It's always like a big macho display of explosions and guns. Mm-hmm. I want more joy. Yes. I want more like Color. beautiful scenery. I want more. This is why I love James Bond films. Like I want to be in beautiful places with beautiful people. Yeah. And I could have this kind of film again and again and again every summer. I need way more of this. I mean, I'm going to see it at least three more times. A thousand percent. And I've already called everyone I know and I'm trying to badger people into watching it because yeah. it's such a it's such an escape. You feel like you're on a different planet. It's so fun. I, obviously, there are problematic tidbits here and there. Well, but I, like, heard, I heard just, a reviewer give a great summary that it's not good, but it's great. Like, yeah. that is this film. It's yeah. like, do not de- unpack it. Do not do any of the work it doesn't ask you to do. It doesn't ask you to do a... You don't have to lift a finger during this movie. Just let it wash over you. Get your buttery popcorn and enjoy. Yeah. A thousand percent. Get a gaggle of girls. Yes. Really make it a joyful experience. That was my only regret. I feel like... I did not see it in the right conditions. We should have seen it together. I know. Which I I ca- well, I called you immediately after, which we are not allowed to do on this I podcast. Know. But I was like, we need to, A, we, I need to talk about this movie. Yeah. And B, why didn't we go see it together? But now we know. Yep. More Sharon Merrill 2019. Oh, man. Should be in everything. I get, Merrill's going to win an award for this movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> she deserves one for the first one, too. So let's get her that. I mean, she is quite an actress. Oh, yeah. She just gives it her all. I mean, and Lily James, I gotta give a shout out to Lily James. She worked her ass off in this film. Wow, she is very charming. She is like a very. She's got like you know how Scarlett Johansson's like very mysterious and like has like the, a little bit of like a fuckboy kind of thing going on too. Yeah, yeah. She totally like nailed that in the most charming way. Yeah, agreed. I was expecting a moment where she would falter either in acting, singing, or dancing. No, she no. is like above and beyond. And the costumes. She wears this thing with the bell sleeves yep. that's kind of belted yeah. and long and layered. And I need to figure out where the hell to buy that. I also want more overalls because hmm. Donna gives us all permission to wear overalls. Interesting. Love it. I don't love an overall. Okay. My mom is always in an overall. I think. Your mom is Donna a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah Mary yeah. Alice is This definitely was like channeling. a whole seeing all the Olsen women. And all of their blue mascara and their wackadoo color schemes. I was like, I am home. Tie dye. These are my people. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Any other notes? Um, two random things oh. that have nothing to do with the movie. But, you know, obviously I tried to ig- ignore all the trailers and go in at the very end. And I just want to make two notes. Claire Foy in that. Um, did you see the Apollo 13 no. No, she's in the movie about yes, Neil yes, Armstrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad for her to be doing, <laughs> to be <laughs> going into a mainstream film with Ryan Gosling. I think it's great. She's going to be a badass in that movie, too. I, I can only imagine. And the Queen movie, look, Bohemian Rhapsody looks. Mm. Uh oh. 
I'm nervous. I think it's going to be great. I'm nervous. I thought the trailer was everything. Yeah. And I was like, I could go beautiful. home right now and be totally satisfied with the this mashup experience. The they do of all of this, like of all the songs for Bohemian Rhapsody is it was so good. Those were the only two trailers Rami I saw. Rami Malek. Oh, and I saw the um, trailer for, what's that? Steve Carell's movie. Oh my God. I don't even remember what it's called. Oh. It starts with an M. Dude is campaigning uh, hard for an Oscar. Oh, uh, he wants an Oscar more than anything. Oh, and I they hope are, they give it to him. I feel like let's can we just give it to him and yeah. not have to see this movie? Correct. I don't want to see it. Nope. Talk about the light and the dark. I was like, this is what we don't need right now. Yeah. Uh, I I did not I do not want to see that movie because it just feels like Oscar bait to me. Oh my goodness. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But anyway, I was happy. I only saw like 15 minutes of I was like 20 minutes late to this movie and still managed to see like a billion. Yeah, there were a lot of trailers. There always are. I like it though. All right. Thanks, Diana. Thanks, Erin. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Happy Feminist Wednesday, Kent. Rate and review us on iTunes so other buddies can find the show. And uh, email us at beavertalkpodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The The Bitch Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!